Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. eGovernance Academy has assisted digital transformation globally in more than 130 countries. Our experts will share their insights and worldwide examples on how digital technology could benefit every society. Tune in for the Digital Government Podcast every Wednesday. Hello and welcome to eGovernance Academy podcast. My name is Linnarvik. I'm a director of the Smart Governance projects and programs at eGovernance Academy. And I'm glad uh, that Hannes Astok, my good colleague uh, from eGovernance Academy, uh, the member of the management board and uh, Uh, actor on the digital transformation over the last couple of years also in Ukraine, has joined me today. Welcome, Hannes, and the topic of today's discussion will be focusing on Ukraine. So, Hannes, uh, digital transformation in Ukraine. Uh, E-Governance Academy has been working with a number of different governments of Ukraine already over the past decades and... uh, Uh, Lately, from 2012, we have quite a number of projects taking place in Ukraine. What kind of country is Ukraine today in 2020? Ukraine is today a rapidly developing country. And um, from uh, 2014 revolutions, it has been really well-progressing country. and, And the governments in Ukraine has been really progressive. No doubt the burden of the previous regimes in Ukraine is still um, still heavy. And it's also um, visible in how the government is functioning. When we started in 2012 with municipalities <clears throat> and in 2014 with the national governments, we were really surprised how, how less computerized the government is. In Estonia, we were, and many other countries in Europe, we were used that there are, at least in every ministry, there is a digital document management systems and this kind of basic information systems available. There was still a lot of paperwork, still mainly paperwork. And, um, and when we were a little bit more elaborating what is the reason for it, it was probably also kind of burden from previous regimes that until you keep everything on paper, it's a great source to manipulate the information and um, and also a great source for corruption. And this is what new governments are definitely now trying more and more to eliminate from, from the government, making it more digital, making it uh, less vulnerable for the corruption. As Estonian former president Thomas Ilves used to say that it's very hard to bribe the computer. So you would say that right now one of the biggest focuses in Ukraine is uh, digital transformation driven inside the government, inside the public services, and this is broadening then to the society-wide services. How would you describe the other areas, the use of Internet, the skills in society? We know a number of Ukrainian great universities for a long time with a background of uh, mathematics and with the computer sciences. Also, we know that the telecommunication market liberalization is attempting to move the connectivity to all the sides of the country. We know that most of the banks are acting online and providing the digital services. 
How balanced would you say the digital transformation in Ukraine is right now? Ukraine is a big country. It's uh, 43 million people and, and a really huge territory, what should be considered also. Um, I think government now really making a big effort to make a government services digital and we, we can return to this topic later. But other spheres also, <clears throat> I think healthcare is now trying more and more to, to be digital, both uh, both in medical part, but also in the administrative part, and, and huge reforms are, are ongoing. Also, municipalities are very much interested to make their uh, daily business and, and services they are providing to the citizens more and more digital. And uh, no doubt education. Ukraine has really a big number of great universities, Uh, and those universities are producing a lot of talented engineers. And in Ukraine, there are endless number of pretty big uh, ICT companies who are really employing very talented engineers. And in especially in Western Ukraine, like city, city of Lviv, there is, there is really a huge concentration of ICT business. The big problem has been that all those companies have been working for Western market, and they have no connection and no idea even, no willingness to work with Ukrainian government. And this is again dating back to the, to the history uh, before the 2014 revolution, but they just didn't want to, to deal with this previous really corruptive regime. They just wanted to make their own business. And it's it's somehow unfortunate situation that this this capacity and capability what is actually existing inside the Ukraine is not used inside the Ukraine as a as a kind of good uh, for for society this is certainly something which needs to be looked uh, closer because uh, you are not able to move ahead with a digital transformation in society unless you're also having a good ties with a local capacity and the competence and that is something which could be addressed and should be addressed further we know also about the trust building and cooperation between the government and private sector is not something which will be uh, shifted over one week or one year, but it's a mutual collaboration exercise, which takes probably a couple of years. We know also that Ukraine has not one reform taking place now, but there are a number of reforms in parallel, and all those are associated somehow with the governance systems in the in the in Ukraine, uh, the judicial reform, the the municipal reform, the educational, healthcare, and uh, and they all need to look in 2020, in 21st century also for the digital solutions. How would you describe uh, the willingness within the different reforms which are taking place to look for the digital opportunities and where are the, the currently the strength of Ukraine in digital transformation? E-Governance Academy is working in Ukraine currently with, um, with a Ministry of Digital Transformation, what was form formulated a year ago <clears throat> based on the previous e-governance agency. So it was <clears throat> kind of already promotion of uh, <clears throat> digital topics in the government agenda, and this has been very important. 
we have been implemented uh, during the um, last couple of years with help of European Union, Swedish and Estonian money of um, a core data exchange system, what is called Trembita, similar to Estonian X-Road system, allowing government institutions securely exchange the data. And also we have supported um, Ukrainian municipalities called Hromadas uh, to use more digital solutions in their administrative service centers. So all those projects have supported kind of fundamental settings of uh, Ukrainian e-government. And um, if you're now asking what about sectors, it varies. It's very much, again, dependent on leadership. We have been working with various ministries, like Ministry of Foreign Affairs, who are providing an endless number of consular services for Ukrainians who are living abroad, including Estonia. They have been really active to utilize all those new technologies and um, Trembita data exchange system to make their services, consular services, much more smoother for the Ukrainians who are living abroad, and they really see the value. Unfortunately, there are several other ministries who just don't want to see any value. What are the reasons behind it? I will not stop on it because I don't know it. But, um, but it very much, again, depends on leadership. Fortunately, there is currently all Ukrainian government, starting with President Zelensky, Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister, uh, uh, who is also Minister of Digital um, Transformation, are really driving heavily the digital agenda and pushing all ministries and agencies and also municipalities to move to digital. And also the, the recent COVID-19 crisis has shown that uh, even those ministries who were pretty lazy to think about digital services now were forced, not only by the government, but also by the society who was demanding digital services more and more to think about digital and, and uh, start to use digital solutions, what were even not maybe planned in their 2020 year action plans. So I understand that the current Ukrainian government and leadership is a very pro-digital. So one of the key components to succeed with the digital transformation, the leadership support and ambitions are there. But what are the key issues and challenges when we are talking about the digital transformation in Ukraine? I think there are three issues what I'd like to address. <clears throat> the first one is the data quality in the databases. And this is like a global problem. It's not, it's not unique for Ukraine. So the data in various national databases, starting from the population registry, is, um, is, is not good enough. There are always ways around how to verify in, from various sources, but, but still the data quality in, uh, in main national databases should be improved and and also upcoming projects of European Union are addressing this issue. The second issue is digital identity. In Ukraine, there is also available mobile ID. And those who know what, is in Estonia, know what it is in Estonia uh, may understand it. Well, it's a SIM card-based mobile identity connected to the other documents, but it's still the take-up is very, very low. And uh, there are several bank identities available, also broadly used because internet banking is very popular in, in Ukraine, 
but um, there is still no no clear roadmap about digital identity implementation. So this is this is also one of the main focus areas, both of Ukrainian government but also international donors in the in the next years, because it visibly becoming a, a biggest bottleneck to implement. Uh, really strong uh, digital identity based, digi based digital services what citizens can use and and finally there is a <clears throat> what is driven by the government but still not that much experiences is how to implement digital services based on all those elements so um, the changing of a business process is remodeling simplifying the way how services are provided it's still a bottleneck because um, the, the thinking st still in middle level is very much paper-based and all the laws and regulations are still mainly thinking how to provide services in paper format and if you just duplicate those paper format business processes to the digital you are getting the same stupid procedure in digital if you're not reusing the data once only principle and so on so all those three elements what is great, they are acknowledged by the government. So they know what is the problem and to deal with it. But especially especially business processes, re-engineering, it's a, it's a long, long way. And what we learned also in Estonia, you know, Linnar, it very well, that those beautiful services, what we made 10 years ago, today they are looking very much outdated. So, so also user-friendliness, uh, UX, UI, everything around it, proactivity should be added to those services. But but the positive side is that government is positive, whereas also in Ukraine there is a lot of talented people. Also e-governance academy is having currently around 15 people working in Ukraine. Amongst them 14 are Ukrainians, really talented persons. We are really happy to work with them and, and use their capacity to develop their country. So building together... Uh, the digital identity countrywide, uh, improving the quality of data and also making sure that the business process or the government bureaucracy re-engineering will take place uh, are the key areas. We know that things in digital transformation don't take place overnight. It's uh, actions that require to uh, be out there for the years and years and then you see improvement. To conclude our discussion today, can you perhaps highlight two or three services which you can say have been a success, uh, success stories in Ukraine, which uh, people look and see, wow, this is something, and this is done by my government for me, and that is something which I really can benefit from. Have you already witnessed the first so-called low-hanging fruits or the first wins also in Ukraine? Yeah, let me give two examples. The first really low-hanging fruit was, was the idea what the um, Ukrainian government um, made to its uh, mobile application or mobile services portal, they call it DIA. They moved driving licenses to the portal, so basically you can... Um, have easily the image of your driving license in your um, in your smartphone and uh, the rule is still in ukraine that if you drive without driving license you are getting a penalty what is not anymore happening in estonia but in ukraine now you can show your your digital driving license to a police officer and this is 
this is okay and no one is punishing you anymore. And this became extremely important. And the second sample is, is more sophisticated. Um, uh, by the end of 2019, Ukrainian government at the same portal launched the service that what is called e-baby. So means that uh, when the newborn baby is born in, in hospital, you can... Uh, you can uh, do the registration of a newborn baby, provide him name and, and several other services online so you don't need to collect papers anymore, visit government offices to register the baby, to provide the name. So, uh, so you can do a lot of things already online. So this is also remarkable progress and, and not only technically but, but connecting data from at least... Uh, nine uh, various databases including municipal ones and, and national ones so again what we learned that it's, it was not that much technical exercise but rather than organizational challenge I agree the second service you mentioned really the birth registration and uh, and all the complex issues around it is really demanding one but it's good that people are getting a touch and feel with the values and the benefits of the digital government services well Ukraine is so big country and such a complex country that I'm pretty sure that Uh, we will return in our upcoming podcasts also further to the topic of that country and could be that we are able to have also guest visitors uh, and participants in our podcast from Ukraine. But today I would like to close our podcast. Uh, my name is Linnar Wik. I'm from eGovernance Academy, Smart Government Program Director, and my good colleague Hannes joined me today to discuss about the digital transformation in Ukraine. Please join us again next week for our uh, weekly e-governance academy podcast. <laughs>